the local shuffle where we discuss and talk about businesses in utah county if yeah we, if we like them if we don't if they're uh, garbage yeah, if they're great if they're good to work at if they're not great to work at uh also we have a little segment with uh utahities is what we call it the oddities it, of utah pretty much interesting facts about things you can do here smashing words together <laughs> yes all right boys well um let's get let's get started i guess today we were just going to talk about the hut the hut who's heard of it not java <laughs> not java yeah not java the it's hut. about the same size though yep uh, the hut is a small food court i would call it dab center in the middle of byu housing yeah i'd say that's yeah it's pretty accurate yeah it's pretty pretty dead center and it's what it's, provo town center thinks it could be yeah maybe and it was pretty pretty interesting to see it because it used to be a laundromat that like nobody went to i mean the people made money i guess the owners did but anyways they flipped it they sold it to this company who then purchased it refurbished the building and decided to shove six yeah six restaurants into it and these six restaurants i mean we could name them all but i've already forgotten the names just know that there's a pizza joint a cookie place this chicken sandwich place jurassic tacos because that you can't forget that uh and then seven bros seven brothers i should say it's a pretty good place oh i forgot honest super pretentious smoothie place <laughs> but pretty much what they claim to be is a random assortment food court of comfort food comfort food yeah now what is comfort food define i mean anything that you are into (laughs) that's literally almost the definition just anything that makes you feel like you're at your mother's home cooking yeah nostalgia food yeah honestly it's just Sometimes it's based off culture. Sometimes it's based off region, location. I mean, where you grew up. Because like some people love like beans and rice together, and I'm like, no, eat those separate. No, nah, dude, you mix those. <laughs> exactly. If, if it's refried beans, you mix them. Uh, Super mix them. I mean, if it's in a taco, sure. Yeah. But that's blasphemous to have it in a taco. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, let's see. We can talk about. Uh, oh yeah, why are they still in business? Tell me, explain to me why they're still in business. I don't know. Uh, lots of traffic nearby, on foot, specifically. Yeah, yeah specifically on foot because there's no parking there. Yeah, and they're so right near the village. Yeah, street parking. That's very and scarce. They, they got little parking. Yeah, yeah but it's I mean, like you could fit eight like spots. Yeah, eight spots, and that's about it. Yeah. Right, but then you have uh, the fact that they're new. Yeah. That's probably why they're still in business. New. Yeah, because I mean... The newness of it all. Yeah. Because BYU campus and Pro likes new things. Everyone likes to observe, look, see. Yeah. I mean, it's a cool place to hang out. I mean, if I was that college age of like 21 to like 26, single. Single, yeah. Like, it'd be cool, but at the same time, you're a bro college student. Everything on the menu is like 10 bucks. Like, nothing is under 10. So it's for the fancy college student, is what you're saying? Uh, kind of. I mean, 
you could just go there, get a drink, and just sit, sit. down. Yeah, but people definitely watch. Definitely not. Gotta do that. People watching. Yeah, yeah, you could do people watching, but like, I think you're better off sitting on a park bench than on those like concrete. Yeah, those. Let's talk about that. That <laughs> those concrete benches, and they're just they don't move very well, so they're kind of cumbersome to get in and out of. Yep. And they're not comfortable once you are in or out of them. Yep. And I guess that's kind of the point. We kind of yeah. touched on that while we were there. Is that you know, the idea is to get people out of there because they have such limited seating and parking. Yep. You know, if they had six restaurants, people worth of people in there at once, they'd need a huge property and they just don't have that. So yeah. be able to keep the flow of traffic moving. It's like, okay, get your food, sit down, eat it, and then go leave and be comfortable somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, there really isn't like a lounge area either. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm like, mm, maybe they should have added a little nice space for that padded waiting area mm-hmm. something like that i don't know yeah but for sure for sure but something i mean that just keeps it more than just standing room only mm-hmm. yeah we were also doing the the number crunch and we were like saying if the building that they purchased this company the hut sold for two million dollars or even like under two mil but then they spent the rest of the money to the two mil to like to refurbish it. and renovate it right right because they did extend it they extended the building over the parking lot that used to be there and then they just created the inside kind of nice you know they painted it they probably yeah they put those the, garage doors in there those weren't in there before yeah garage doors there's that really weird big door because because it used to be the wash hut yeah and there's that laundromat for all those years yeah and so i mean at two mil you're looking at at a 15 year you know mortgage let's call it but they want their money back maybe a little faster than 15 years but at the 15 years you're looking at about 18 to twenty thousand dollars a month that they need to be making right from their tenants assuming that it's gonna last for 15 15 years years. which yeah and their tenants are currently those six places yeah so if you divide that up by six people that's about three grand a business yeah a month a month and that's not including the so-called uh what do they call it the cafeteria or the uh, fees for just existing i mean like tax on the land itself yeah like because they're gonna make the tenants pay for that right the owner's not paying for that right right why would they so you have all these variables that increase you know that bottom line of how much they're paying mm-hmm. and then between the saturday that we went yeah at like a high hour right because it was noon lunchtime there were about what, 30 people that came in and out of the place i mean probably 40 50 ish yeah let's, let's say like let's say there was 40 to 50 ish people Right, but not all of them purchase something because I saw several kids just in there, right? Mm-hmm. But let's give it, let's just say they did 50 people at 10 bucks a person because that's pretty much the minimum there. Yeah, um, you're looking at what 500 bucks, yeah, more per or less. business, right? Let's just say each business made $500. I mean, that's on the high side, I yeah, that's, that's like that's like on the super high side, yeah, but that's $500 on a Saturday, yeah, one of the more busiest days. I right. mean. If you calculate that, you know, per hour, that's like being very generous. That's very generous, yeah. Yeah, because like 500. I mean, our, our chicken was what, 10? Yeah, your chicken 12. sandwich was like almost 12 bucks. Right, and we were there, in the time that we were there, there's probably, I'd say probably a solid 12 mm-hmm. people that went through line, yep. including including us, the two of us. Oh, yeah. So, 
you know that's probably what 150 bucks yeah in what time frame were we there probably like 35 40 minutes yeah 40, maybe. about 40 minutes so 100 and, you know average that out and you're probably like 220 an hour yeah per business yep 220 an hour on a saturday on a which saturday. is going to be their busiest day yeah so, so I on feel, a good day yeah yeah like i feel like it's a great idea but it just doesn't add up for longevity because if you think about it most food truck businesses the reason why they're still in food trucks is because real estate in utah county is just absurd absurdly expensive i mean it, it you know compared to like new york or like yeah. la it's not that bad yeah real realistically yeah, which yeah, is... but for the volume of people and f- it's bad yeah yeah right because you you still have yet to meet that critical mass we still have one freeway yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you still have a freeway yeah it's packed sometimes but it's not that bad like go to any other big city yeah like go to arizona it's not even that big yeah go to phoenix yeah it's really not that big but it's bad like yeah. traffic sucks there yeah so yeah it, we haven't even hit critical mass but the prices are at critical mass almost yeah like comparatively yeah i mean and that's why i feel like a lot of businesses leave you know big cities and come here because it's pretty affordable but then they die to the fact that there's just no customer base yeah i mean what was it the uh i guess yeah we'll just skip on over to the news local news del taco shutting down yeah <laughs> i mean that's a big hit for me yeah yeah like the, the, the fish tacos are what i desire now dude, I've, I love the go to Orem. I've got to go to Orem. you're you're bacon double del guy aren't you? yeah dude bacon yeah. double del dude who yeah. knew that del taco made good burgers who knew <laughs> i did you put hot sauce on them they might get better gross try it no you won't never okay <laughs> um but let's see yeah that's pretty much what happens right you get a big amount of customer traffic that just doesn't actually exist here in this town of you know good old provo I mean, I love the town. It's nice. It's quiet. It's pretty clean. I liked Provo better when it was a small town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still a small it's town. It's still a small town, but... But now it's, like, completely different. Well, it's, they're trying to blow it up and make it a big city. Yeah. You know, or at least have the big city feel. Yeah, but you can't do that to a city without the, you know, middle-aged people that create the city. Which, let's be real here. There's college students, yeah. and there's old people, yeah. and elderly in Provo. Yeah, that's it. Like, there's no middle-aged. If you're a middle-aged person, you move to Eagle Mountain yeah. or to Salt Lake Valley because you work for a tech company because you're post-graduation, yep. and you want to be close to work than being down in Provo. Yep. And so you go to some place that's a bit newer, a bit, you know... Fresher. A bit fresher, you yeah. know? And so you don't stay in Provo. Yep. You know, you were in Provo because you were going to school. You know, and I think that's what kind of hits Provo the worst is the fact that it is so many school students. You know, not to say that they don't spend, you know, their money, but they just don't have a lot of it to spend. Oh, for sure. And I mean, we've talked about this in the past is that that's probably the large supporting reason why there's no car dealerships in Provo. Yeah, that is another true fact. Like, like there's the Ford Toyota dealership over there on. Yeah. Uh, university yep as you're going towards Orem anyway yep where all the other car dealerships are because nobody's buying new cars yeah, it, here. it's a main road yeah makes sense and makes it's sense. the only it's like one of the main ways out of Provo yeah <laughs> that's why it's there yeah and I mean it's been there for years but most other dealerships that were in actual Provo what Naylor Auto 
those yeah, they're just closed. Yeah, um, there was, there used to be another one on the corner of 300 South and University. Yeah. Uh, where that giant 200 view city view apartments went up mm-hmm. there was a dealership on that corner yep. and across the street from that corner as yep. well mm-hmm. so those are just like bill harris used to be a dealership back in the day oh yeah but i mean it, it makes sense because of who lives there logistically yeah right a college student isn't going to drop 20 grand on a new car yeah so you know how do these dealerships thrive i mean the only dealerships i see now are the used car lots yeah. that just have you know smaller used vehicles and i mean even even when you get into orem yeah like you look at what's on university that's where all your like main dealerships are the nissan dealership the volkswagen the honda the mazda like those are kind of your name brand dealerships but if you go north on state towards linden there's seemingly hundreds of used oh, yeah. car dealerships oh yeah just peppering state street yeah and it's just because they're making a killing right now. Oh yeah. You know, as a whole, the car industry is suffering. They're not making a lot, a lot of money because people are buying more used cars because the more new tech you introduce into it, the more the expensive costs goes up. You know, and oh yeah, dude, mechanics. Yeah. Dude, they're in like, you're they're short. Like people yeah. don't have mechanics. Yeah, and I mean, you look at. I remember, gosh, this must have been like beginning of high school mm-hmm. for me, 2003. Yeah. You could buy a base model Hyundai for sub 10 grand wow you know it's like you know just barely it was like you know 89.95 or 99.95 or whatever yeah yeah yeah. but you know still had the little crank windows and still had you know small wheels and all that jazz and now you can't get into a base model anything for under 18 yeah because hyundai's actually a good car company now so who's the bottom of the barrel yeah you know like i've seen the closest i've seen was 16 but you're getting like an aveo yeah (laughs) you're getting a tiny box of a car that does not feel like 16,000 okay. at all. It shouldn't be 16,000. I know, but it is. That's if they're making money on 16,000. <laughs> yep, yep. So, yeah. It's well, just, long or the short, there's not enough people making large expenses in Provo yeah. to be able to say, yes, this is a market yeah, you can dump a whole heap of money into. Oh, correct. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, besides that, Another issue that I see with Provo, sometimes, not all the times, but mostly because I don't drive on that road because I avoid it like the plague, um, the construction on 500 West. Been going on for a while now. Yeah, it's been going on for a couple of years almost now. There's like one. I, I think it's, it's been, like a year. It's been like a year. Yeah, yeah. a year. They're supposedly going to finish August this year. Because they were finishing Bulldog last year. Yeah. So, I mean, it, and yes, it is still Bulldog, but it's not Cougar Drive. It, yeah, it is, dude. <laughs> The city says it is. Nobody else cares. Yeah. yeah it's still Bulldog. Bulldog. Like Paco closed. They yeah. changed his name. They're like, no. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, there's still craters down 500 West oh, that yeah. are like the length of several blocks. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they could try for August, but who knows, really? Like, if know. they will finish then. I mean, the only, the only beef I have is them just putting those useless cement barriers between you and the bike lane. Yeah. It's like, okay, like you have bike lanes on most other roads. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what is the cement barrier going to do? Actually launch them to hit the biker in the head? Like what? Yeah. Like that's I all it does. Some, I saw somebody get clipped up here last night. Yeah. 8th North and State. Mm-hmm. And a truck went through the intersection. A biker tried to beat it. Beat it. Or he, I guess he just like was out kind of pre-staging and the truck clipped him and he went down and pretty big. Dang. But. 
Well, hopefully the dude recovers. Yeah. Because that I've seen that happen a lot here. Don't forget your helmets. Yeah. Super don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well. Let's see. Oh yeah. Let's move on to our uh, segment of utilities. Dude, boy. This is a good one. This was actually a really good time. It was a uh, Saturday last week. Was it? Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday last week. This this cool little club is what I like to call it. It's like a little club. Yeah, it's just it's a cool club, something you do outside of school, you know. Yeah. It, it feels like one of those things. It feels like you're still part of school, but not. Yeah. Uh, but it's called the Bike Collective. It's cool without the student body pressing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a bunch of adults making mistakes. <laughs> um, and it's a really cool organization. It's a, a nonprofit uh, organization based out of here, right? Just Provo. I think so. This is where it started. Yeah, they've started a second location up in Salt Lake. Yeah. It's, it's doing pretty well. Yeah, what I imagine is just a chop shop for bikes. But I mean, without the illegal aspect. Yeah, without the negative connotation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aspect. Yeah. But I mean, you walk in and you're like, dude, this is a junkyard. It's a great junkyard. Yeah, because you, you find some gems in there, that's for sure. That's one of the things I like about junkyards is that they, they do for some reason they trigger your ability to be creative yeah i mean if you're into that yeah type of yeah. thing right yeah. most people just see it oh big piles of junk whatever scrap it it's killing the environment it's bad for you yeah but it's, it's dirty don't touch it <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean yeah that super makes sense but, but i mean with the people like us yeah. who just love the hands-on uh, aspect, aspect of, of things yeah. always trying to i don't know fix create build assemble improve like, that's just what we like to do right mm-hmm. i mean the place is you know it's not terrible looking i mean it's it looks well kept in yeah. the context of like the inside is actually like organized and clean yeah. um it's just a brick wall dirt it's floor a little almost building, yeah you know, it's a little brick it, building it's aged it's got patina yeah it's nice yeah you know? but like the, the people that work there are pretty cool they're great yeah they're actually really good really helpful uh, the environment's pretty nice. Yes, I, I will it's say, it's not I'd, I'd love it if they actually added like a little hint of music in the background. Yeah, it was a little quiet. Yeah, like that, that was like the only thing. Like, And I'm not talking like music blaring. I'm just talking like that small little... Get sh- me one of those old yeah. AM, FM things and put it in the office in the back in yeah. the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so it's just enough noise. Yeah, yeah, it's just a faint noise that drowns out the silence. Yeah to give it more of a warm feel yep. is what I feel like it would give. It would give it more warmth and depth to the silence of you working. And maybe they have it already. Yeah. I don't know, who's to say? Yeah. Maybe it just wasn't going the day we were there. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, I looked up, I didn't see anything but bikes on the racks, yeah. so. Um, but yeah. other than that, you can, what, purchase a membership? Yeah, so you get a membership, I think it's uh, 50 a year. Um, my wife got one. Doing good things for her. She likes it. She enjoys it. And with what that, do you what do you get? What do you get with it? Uh, you get, uh, I think, based on what she's told me, you get to uh, work on your own bike there. Yep. And so they have this. Uh, they have you know community stands for your bikes. They have community tools, and you know basically a little community knowledge base that you can pull from people who work there. People who who are working on their own bikes there. You can draw from them and say, hey, how do I do this? And then they'll you know, take the time to show you how to do it and why to do it and what tools to use and what what have you. Yeah. So for 50 bucks a year, you get the ability to do that whenever you want, you know, Monday through Saturday. And then, um, you know, you also have a volunteer opportunity there as well. 
uh, where you can volunteer to work there. You know, if you have community service you have to do, you can do it there, I think, is what she said. Yeah. And uh, you can, if you don't have a form of transportation, you can work up to being able to, um, you know, working for your own bike, basically. Yeah, I mean, that's actually a really good deal. I mean, yeah. most new bikes, I mean, you can pick one up at Walmart for, like, what, 80 bucks? Yeah, you can maybe. Do, you can do the KSL route for 50, 60. Yeah, 50, 60 bucks. But, I mean, at that point, you don't know what you're getting. Right. If you're just getting, like, rusty old... You know, chains and been laid up in kids' front yard for a couple months. Yeah, just sitting under the <laughs> salt and rain. You know, yeah. So, you know, from that standpoint, it's actually a really good deal, and you know, the skills that you learn are are worthwhile. Oh yeah. And I mean, I learned a lot of them when I was a kid because yeah. me and my mother would always take bike rides when I was like ten. Yeah. You know, just up the canyon, down the canyon. Yeah. Flat tires were just a normal thing, right. and you'd learn how to fix them. Yeah. And it's not difficult. It's just, you know, the knowledge, right? Right. It's like doing an oil change. To yeah. you and me, it's it's not pancakes. Yeah. It's super simple. It's it, not that bad. Yeah. But you just have to have the knowledge from the forehand. Yeah. Otherwise, you're doing a transmission collection instead of an oil change or yep. doing something far worse. Yep, know? that's happened a lot of times. So it's, it, it's a good place to start to develop those skills and to kind of, like, learn the basics of, like, how to handle tools and, like, how to clean things and how to, like... Yeah you know why you do the things that you do and why things are built the way that they're built yeah i mean the group also does a cool what donations to schools yeah mm-hmm. yeah like they'll the pretty much all the donated time to fixing or repairing or taking apart bikes to make a whole bike uh, most of those bikes usually end up in the hands of what young kids yeah i think so yeah just so that they have something to you know ride around in their neighborhood um, another thing too, they do uh, classes, right, for like yeah. bike safety, mm-hmm. so that way you don't get run over. Yep. You know how to do the hand signals. Yeah. You know, how to maintain your bike, how to look, look for, you know, and, and I mean, if you're even if you're not a bicyclist, this is beneficial because it helps you to be like aware of what you know bicyclists are going through mm-hmm. and what they have to kind of like do while they're out on, on the road with you. So. You know, if you're driving, you're going to be more aware of bicyclists if you're thinking like the bicyclist is. Oh, yeah. You know, definitely. At least a little bit. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we, we had a good time also in that morning when we went to the, uh, it was, what was it, like a birthday party? Uh, I think it was. I think it was somebody's birthday, but. Yeah, one of the, uh, it was, it was the main organizer's birthday. Yeah. Main organizer's birthday, and pretty much everyone decided to throw on the party at a park yeah so they took a bunch of cruisers up there and yeah fitted mountain speed. bike to them <laughs> yeah fitted mountain bike tires to them and went and ran through the mud and it actually looked like a good time and yeah so i didn't take a bike with me no, i'm too fat <laughs> excuses yeah i can't i can't <laughs> huff and puff my way up on there i probably pop a tire dude nah, you'll be fine yeah so so yeah but that was good and so we spent some time down there uh got my wife's bike fixed up and rebuilt and and I even bought myself a bike while I was down there. Oh, yeah. My little Peugeot. The thing's pretty killer looking. And, um, you know, it's just a good place to spend a good amount of time and not a great deal of money. And to have a good time and to learn something and to fill your time with something productive and positive. Oh, yeah. So, I would say plus one to the Bike Collective. Yeah. They are doing it right. Yeah, it's a really cool, inclusive group, too. Yeah. Yeah, they're not, uh, you know, I'm, I've been a part of car groups for years, and they're far more clickish than any of the bike people are. Yeah. Which is both 
unfortunate to save the car people and very fortunate to save the bike people. Well, I mean, I feel like that has a lot to do with the popularity of a certain thing, right? All the time. Cars are the popular, popular vocational thing you can do in school. Yeah. Right? There is no, let's learn how to fix your bike class. They don't, they don't have bike right? classes. Yeah, because automotive is just the easiest, you know, learn, teach kids how to use mechanical skills. Yeah. And I mean, for most people, they have to take at least a semester of it mm-hmm. just to, like, pass driver's ed or whatever. Yep. Learn how to change a tire. Yep. You're on the side of the road, you know. Use your blinkers. Yeah. <laughs> just the you simplicity know, just, of just things. The stuff. Yeah. So it's just like from that point forward, it's just like, okay, well, what else am I going to do with, with that knowledge? Yeah. You know, with that that class, that skill set, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just going to keep growing it. Go do car things. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, but yeah, that's pretty much our show, boys and girls. Uh, we just like talking about what's happening, uh, the comeuppance in Utah County. Uh, I think next time we're here, we're probably going to talk about actual like businesses, meaning manufacturing plants or places, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, places where you can get a job and you know see what it's actually all about. We're still refining the format. We're still trying to figure out what, yeah. what it is that we're going to want to cover and where it is that we can go to like observe oh, yeah. and, and you know talk to people. So definitely got some place that you want to have us go cover let us know yeah i mean we'll also give you places where they are hiring because i know that's a definite big topic a lot of in here yeah. in these towns yeah a lot of kids have asked me like do you know of any place hiring and i'm like there's a lot yeah. you just gotta look for them like you you think there's not a lot and it's only fast food but it's definitely not yeah so, Turn, turnaround rates are pretty high they are in this town yeah, yeah. so a lot of college grads or dropouts i guess yeah a little bit of both. A little bit of both. A little bit of angry kids. <laughs> I don't know. But anyways, that's a topic for next time. Thanks for joining us. See ya.